on today's episode of Taking Five. Oh, it feels good to say. We have a continuation of our interview with Dionysia, rock band out of Boston. It's getting super popular, really good music. Uh, I keep talking to them about you know their struggles as a band, how they've gotten to where they are, uh, their next step of trying to get into festivals, getting into Boston Calling, which I'm sure they'll be in next year. Uh, and today's episode is brought to you by Bananas. Uh, I like bananas. Actually, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a little bit about my history with bananas. I didn't used to like bananas. I used to hate bananas. I don't. I never liked the mushy, the mushy kind of texture. I feel like they're only really perfectly ripe for like a day. And if you get it too early, it's like it has that weird mealy feeling to it and doesn't have any flavor. But if you get it a day too late, it's kind of mushy and brown and weird and gross and. You know, I, I, I like exercising sometimes and it's just such a great such a great thing to eat before or after you exercise, you know, reduce those cramps if you're going for a run, maybe help the muscles recover a little quickly. I also don't really know any other ways to get potassium in my system. So bananas, eat bananas. Uh, free advertisement for bananas. Go get them at your local grocery store. I don't care what brand. I don't actually know any banana brands. Does anyone know any banana brands? Dole? Does Dole make bananas? I don't know. Go dull. Go go buy some dull bananas. All right. Here's Dionysia. comes down to, to booking tours and shows uh, you got to do it so far in advance that like for instance right now we're already looking ahead uh, to next summer to to wow. festival um, applications so oh yeah. wow have you guys done the festival before the, uh, the festival no. Thing? no not yet where, where are you flying to <laughs> we okay we were supposed to we were supposed to play some some bigger festival shows this summer that were canceled the one um oh yeah we're supposed to play at angry orchards rock the roost yeah. festival with oh. umphreys mcgee um Whoa. yeah young the giant and oh shit! Young the Giant and who is it? Like Milky Chance. Oh yeah, yeah. Were supposed to play in Boston, but they, they so they ended up canceling the tour like very randomly last minute. And they didn't tell you why. They, we didn't even find out until we saw it on Facebook as like the public yeah. post. So we were yeah. that was like oh, that's, that's a bummer. bummer. Yeah. We were loving to play that. So, but we really love, we really really love, like playing festivals. And even like we've only really played a couple small ones, but yeah. we're gradually like working yeah. up to it. And I know like we're definitely a band that that sort of feeds off of the energy of a, a crowd oh yeah I can, and I can, like I can oh my god that's just like a dream but we're definitely trying to, to play i mean i don't see why you can i feel like you know when you like see like the boston calling or burning Man, whatever festival have you may have like you know it starts with the big names like oh yeah rihanna eminem you know then would go down to like a young the giant and then it gets smaller and smaller and smaller and then for me because i like i i know a decent amount of music but like I do a very poor job of like finding new music. Like I usually rely on my friends. Like I'll literally be like, "Hey, who have you been listening to lately?" Like send me all if I know that they have similar music taste. So usually for me, once it gets to like medium size, I'm like, I haven't heard of any of these people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Where do you guys think you'd be in terms of small to large name on like a Boston calling? I I think you'd be in like the top of the bottom third. If that makes sense. That's, wow, that's that's pretty Thank generous. I, I, but like, I, to be completely honest, like, I feel like I look up some of these bands at the bottom, and like, I've talked to like 
I've talked to bands that are much newer and they're like, oh yeah, like we like we played a Boston Calling. We were just like the last fucking one on the list. They were like the smallest name possible. That is our that that is our goal for next year. Boston Calling. Yeah. Um, that would be really be that, cool. That little itty bitty name on yeah, the Yeah, but then yeah. the next year you're like the fourth biggest name and the next year you're like the tenth biggest or it, the tenth smallest. It's almost like <laughs> a, I feel like it's like a rite of passage though, because when you oh, play absolutely. and you're like the like the bottom on the very or the band on the very bottom of the, the roster, you know. No one really knows you, so you can go play and then yeah. just like go enjoy the festival without people fucking. Yeah, honestly, you can literally play, walk off stage, and be like, "I'm gonna watch the next set." Like, yeah, I'm gonna go catch that Tame Impala set. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. done for the like, day. Sick. It's sweet. Yeah, and I also feel like it's like it's you play during the day, not at night. Um, so I went to this festival in Seattle a couple years ago. Um, I think they actually just stopped doing it. Um, what the fuck was it called? Sasquatch. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Uh, Music festival. I feel like I have. It, it, it actually was pretty, I think it was pretty well known. It's at the like two hour drive east of Seattle. There's this place called the Gorge. It's like a, a pretty famous concert venue where it's like literally in the middle of this giant canyon. Wow. So it's really cool. Um, and Anderson Pack headline, which is sick. I well, we saw him at Boston yeah. College. Dude, dude, he's unreal, man. Oh my God. I've, I think I've mentioned him on like half of the podcast. He's like well, my fucking <laughs> idol. Another one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Another one. Um, but he was the headliner. So like, every, you know, he was at night and like everyone went to see him at 1130 or midnight or whatever. But then like. At, like, 4 p.m., it's all these, you know, like, smaller bands playing. And, like, there's people milling about. There's, like, some people watching. But there's a lot of people just kind of hanging out in the lawn, like, half listening, half chatting. Like, that, I feel like to be that band must be so, like, laid back. They're just, like, there's not a ton of pressure. We're just, like, having fun playing at a venue. And then when our set's done, we're just here for the weekend. (laughs) See, that's what's interesting to me is you you see some bands that it doesn't seem like a lot of people are there for that band or, like, actually watching their set. But the the only way they got into the festival is because they have a proven draw in that area. So right. I'm always confused. Like, oh, you know, me and Garrett, when we were at Boston Calling, we were like, wait a second, like we could get a lot of people here. Why, you know? Yeah, like maybe even more than some of the acts who theoretically don't have a draw. Right, there. right. Well, right. sometimes maybe it's because they're on tour and they have a, a bigger global presence or something. But, right. Um, it is definitely pretty complicated, and really the the only thing that we can do is just keep applying and and yeah. keep you know playing music and trying to to grow. So. Right. But that's I mean, a great just keep keep applying. You know, yeah, never I mean, stop applying. Yeah, we Boston Calling is definitely like, that's like upper echelon for us. I mean, there are there are a surprising number of festivals that happen uh, like all the time though. And, right. Yeah, and they're they're like small town like obscure festivals that still have like tens of thousands of people. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't I mean, snow I, in the south. Yeah, true. <laughs> What's it called? It doesn't snow in the south. Oh, it doesn't snow. Gotcha. Is that is that a saying? I, I I mean it doesn't. I I was just thinking there's probably festivals <laughs> going on year round. I see what you're for, saying. For a split Dude. second, I thought you're like it doesn't snow in the south was actually like the name of a music. I also that oh, was yeah. my okay. second. My well, first was like, is that a saying that I haven't heard? And second was like, is that a, a festival? Is that one of the aforementioned <laughs> small festivals? You guys, you guys trying to start a festival in the south? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't snow in the south. <laughs> in like the middle of West Virginia or something like that. Like, doesn't snow down here. <laughs> um, that's really cool. So. Boston Calling was one of the goals. What are some other goals for the next year? Um, Levitate Music Fest is one okay. for sure. I know I know a bunch of friends who are like frequent levitators. Levitators. We're thinking about <laughs> South by Southwest too in Texas. Oh, cool. Yeah, we it's played Austin. For a while. Yeah. So yeah, you might have to take it take a couple of days off for that one from our yeah. <laughs> yeah, just to just to make it there. Find our way back to our room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah honestly, yeah, I've heard it's it's pretty. Ca- I've never actually been. Before, I've never been either. I've heard it's pretty. Uh, I've actually, pretty never been chaotic. to Texas. Texas is cool. I, I, I want to go. Not right now, but like in December. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, how hot was Atlanta? Hot Atlanta. Hot. Was it, was it really hot? It was quite 
humid. It was, I think, 95 degrees on both days. It was, but then like 80 percent humidity. My Canadian <laughs> blood was boiling. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're, you're from Canada. Yeah. Oh, we're in Canada. Uh, well, I, I'm I, I grew up in Vermont, but okay. my parents are Canadian. Okay, gotcha. Vermont's like southern Canada, basically. They, they tried to become part of Canada. <laughs> they, they they weren't allowed. But. Yeah, they're like, all right, I guess we'll stay here. Vermont is so cool, <laughs> dude. I'm so jealous of you guys are from Vermont. I like top top five state for sure. I love yeah. Vermont. Bottle fed maple syrup. It's last ten. Maple syrup. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it is really cool. You guys, this you've been to Woodstock, I would assume. Vermont? Like Woodstock, Vermont? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, did, yeah. I did a jazz camp. No, sorry, there not once. the festival. You did a what? I did a jazz camp there once when oh, I was really? in high school. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. I That's like one of my favorite towns to ever Wood- grace the, the earth. Woodstock is a cool town. Woodstock is cool. And there's also Woodstock, New Hampshire. There's- not as cool. Woodstock, New Hampshire. I'm pretty sure there's a Woodstock, New York. There's obviously. a lot of. Oh, I, yeah. I'm fairly <laughs> I'm common. pretty it's sure. Like, it's like Springfield. There's just like one in every state. Did you know that in the, uh, the Simpsons movie, Springfield, Vermont? was voted to be like the actual Springfield. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to hit me with the like there's a Springfield in every state and I was like Oh, yeah, yeah. but no that's but, yeah, that's that's the joke, that's right? That's the bit. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Springfield Vermont was voted by like a jury of uh a jury of the Simpsons peers. Simpsonians, yeah. The... Yo, that movie how long ago do you think that movie came out? I don't know, but that's I'm gonna make me feel old. Think about Spider Pig right now. Spider Pig. Spider Pig. Spider Pig. Ah, <laughs> uh, good stuff. Green Day, Green Day got a Green Day got, on that, got the gig there. Oh wow, they did! Remember that when it was like so Simpsons Green Day? That's we'll, we'll know we've made it when we make it into the next into Simpsons the next movie. Simpsons movie, yeah. and people know who we are, <laughs> even as a couple cartoons. years. <laughs> yeah, would you would you write like a? How would you guys approach the Simpsons theme? You know, Green Day did it. They did the like the electric guitar. How would you do sax? Really weird strange synth intro and then just like saxophone yeah (laughs) i think it would have to be a barry sax though of course (laughs) and then of course can't do alto marimba oh yeah and a rain stick i like it you don't need anything else that's it yeah what's the weirdest (laughs) percussion instrument you guys have used in the studio um wait 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 and antics didn't we slap will's belly I think we did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for like, for what? Like a drum sound or for just like a little just like, like a layer a, in the background? <laughs> was, if you listen closely to uh, Fire Right Promises, there's a... <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Well, what's the, uh, in Carried Away, you know, the like, that like hits every, that probably sounded horrible in people's headphones, but you know what I mean? That hits like on every downbeat in the chorus. Yeah. It's, what is that? Is that just a kick drum with a fuckload of reverb? Pretty much. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's like a, a marching drum. Ah, that yeah. Santo. Uh, yeah, it was something he sampled and um, and kind of just blew up and. Yeah, we that was like one of those situations where where we recorded it and we we're like, all right, well, we're coming back for the next session. And we came back and he's like, guys, I just I got, I got so excited about this song. <laughs> 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 okay, we're like, whoa, all right, that's cool. So have you? I don't know. Do you, do any of you guys have a production background at all? Uh, like the, the mouse clicky stuff. Not not like professionally or anything no you're not professionally but like we have plans to start to start doing that yeah Um, garrett especially wants to uh to start getting into that too and honestly the more the more that we record and the more time we spend with studio engineers the more that we learn well that's what i was gonna say want to do it so right yeah like at a certain point like when you're sitting behind the computer i feel like you pick up a lot just by watching right yeah do you get to the point where you're like i mean obviously it's a back and forth but you're like oh you should try this like kind of i yeah and and i feel less bad about saying that shit now than I right. did when I was younger because you say it and you're like 
When you're younger, you say it, and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Like, that's probably a good thing you didn't do that. Yeah, exactly. Crap. No, but, and then now it's like, okay, like, I see what he's doing there. Right. And it's it's less of like a, like, hey, do this. It's like, can we try this? Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's delivery. But I, I will say, <laughs> I, I think one, one goal, um, at least for myself, is to be able to get to the point with us, like demoing our own music, that that you could take like the stems from from you know your home recording eventually. Uh-huh. And like, I want to start doing Pro Tools and Ableton and yeah. whatnot, and have that, and take that and be able to bring it to the studio as a demo. And then you know if if it's good enough that like the sound fits with what you've built around it, then right. like, leave it in there. You yeah, know, you like, don't even have to re-record it. Yeah, and I, there's a there's a podcast called Song Exploder. I don't know if you've yeah ever yeah, heard yeah, it. yeah love that so good. Um, and there was one, there was a couple actually. I think it was like a Mumford and Sons one. And it was, oh, wow. It was like the original guitar demo that they had done. Just it, it had so much soul to it because yeah. it was like when, you know, Marcus Mumford was like writing this song. Right. So it was his original, like him discuss. You know, when yeah. you like come up with that riff for the first time and you're playing, you're like, this is the shit right There's here. There's some magic to it. Yeah. It's tough to recreate that initial discovery moment. Right. Exactly. And so yeah. that, that was what was so fascinating about listening. It's like, oh, you know. All I've known recording to be is sort of you know this like process of perfecting things. It, when when it sort of like changed my perception a little bit. It's like okay now you know you, you, the the perfection will come from everything sitting where it should. Right. You know and, and like all the right elements being there, but like w- the soul of of the song is gonna come from those like that emotion that you're bringing. Exactly. To it, you know. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I think that as, as long as we're operating independently, we're just going to keep trying to, to do as much as we can on our own, improve our, our abilities to make high-quality demos and, and make great sounds in our own studio space. And um, hopefully that'll also lead to saving some money in the in the studio down yeah. the road. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have a home set up? Working on it. Working we, on it, yeah. We're, we're practicing uh, at the Sound Museum in Brighton right now. And okay, cool. It's working pretty well, but the the problem for demoing there is that the, the walls are paper thin. and Yeah. There's a lot of bands in there that I, I don't think we would be going out to see very very often. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and you're, you're sharing. like It's not just you don't, you don't have the whole space to yourself. It, we have our own like space that. now, finally. Okay. Uh, we, we were sharing a space for, for far too long. But uh, this year was the first year we finally transitioned into our own space. Kronos, you get, you get next level. You yeah. can't, you're not plateauing, you know what I mean? You're on the upward climb. Start it from the bottom. Yeah, right here. <laughs> oh, good segue. Start from the bottom. Okay, so we obviously kind of jumped right in. Uh, definitely wasn't planned, that segue. Um, but <laughs> uh, how did you guys get started? Oh. Um, yeah, no, we're doing this in the reverse order. Whew, diving way back. Yeah. Uh, so back in high school um, – the high school we went to had like different cores. Like don't think of like houses like Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, and Alex, Julian, and I were all in the same core. So <laughs> okay. Alex and I played soccer together. Cool. And we like kind of became friends through soccer. We didn't know each other all that well, but like I know he played drums and he knew I played guitar. But I don't know, like we we had talked about making music. I, I probably went to like every other drummer I could just because like right. I didn't I didn't know him and and you know. And you're like, oh, everyone, fine, you're the only one left. Well, like, like <laughs> everyone kind of was like, yo, if you want to, like, start a band, Alex is the guy to start a band with. Yeah. And I was, I was like, oh, shit, okay. And I ended up, I think I jammed with him once on one project sophomore year. And and we, that, we like, jammed a little bit here and there. And I was playing in a band, actually, at the time. Okay. And, like, we sucked. <laughs> uh, As all high school bands do. I, but, like, he would come and listen to us practice in the practice space at school. Um 
and he like gives suggestions for songwriting. And then one day I remember, uh, I, I was like getting food in the cafeteria and my other friends were like smoking weed behind the school. And I was as, really pissed at them. <laughs> I was like pissed. Cause I was like, ah, oh, come on guys. Like right before practice. <laughs> uh, and then, and then I came up to the, like the music room and Alex who had a broken foot at the time was like shredding this drum beat yeah. on this drum set with like a boot on. I was like, ah, oh. Like, all right. I'm in the wrong band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so it was like this, this like delicate process of like cutting ties with these other yeah. guys and like immediately starting this band with Alex at the same time. And it was just like a very organic kind of like jamming in the basement, kind of like riffing on things duo. But we both had ambitions of, of like getting a bass player to come on board. And we ended up playing with this guy, um, Will, who's still a very good friend of ours. And, and like, by senior year, like we had all, we really like we knew Julian was a kick-ass sax player, and uh, and and I sang with him in men's chorus, and so it kind of became friends in men's chorus. Okay, it was nice actually singing together, uh, and then like got together and jammed for the first time, and like, yeah, it was- be honest, the, the turning point for me is I, I was playing uh, in in like the the orchestra, not the orchestra, the wind ensemble and the jazz band a lot, and we got to senior year, the jazz band got a lot worse than in that last year. And it yeah. was like, oh man. And, um, <laughs> I'm getting out of here. And I, I went into the, uh, to the auditorium once for this, uh, the school function. And, um, the, uh, the current Dion- Dionysus was playing for like, you know, 500 kids. And I was like, wow, that's more people than I've ever played with at the jazz band. Like, yeah. What the hell? You <laughs> so know? you were like, I'm in the wrong band. <laughs> yeah, so it was really cool. And they, they had a sax player and um, I was like a little bit like, you know, I was like, shit, I can play sax better than that. I want to be in this band. Yeah. And, um, you yeah. know, they were also <laughs> like, he started not wanting to play with them as much either. And so uh, I think that's when I decided I wanted to go and, and start playing with them. And did you like audition or you were just like, yeah, you guys were just like, yeah, yeah I just came and jammed in. in uh, it was a, one of your bedrooms, I think, in Alex at Alex's house, and it was really, really small, small yeah. and, and really loud. So loud. <laughs> Alex, Alex is a very, very loud, a loud drummer. I'm he's a loud like, drummer, too. He, he's like a, he's like a girl, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like sometimes like in practice, like my bands would be like, dude, like, can you please play choir? I'm like, like if I play choir, it just like... I won't be good. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm used to playing. <laughs> I'll, I'll be loud. honest. That experience was not great for me. I was like, wow, this is, this is, this is you know, I think Alex, you know, you guys are trying to show off what you've been working on. And <laughs> I was so loud that I couldn't do any, I was like, Oh, you can't even hear my own saxophone. <laughs> yeah. You were exactly. like playing through an, you were playing like a keyboard through an amp. Were you yeah, even, were you well, pl- I, I didn't have any equipment. Yeah. So like I was like hooking up to your guys' stuff. And finally we, we were in the basement and starting to actually, uh, to work on the songs and work on the album. Yeah. Damn. So yeah. this is still this is high school still. This is yeah. high school, and then and then so like we all went off to college. Um, Alex and I went off to college first because we, we like graduated a year before these guys in, mm-hmm. in uh, high school, and then like I went to Ireland. Didn't know if we were gonna keep doing the band. Yeah. Like, came back. We all kind of decided we wanted to keep doing it. It's when we changed the name to Dionysia. Right. Um, and then fast forward a couple years of playing, we did Antics. We did the Breach. Um. We, uh, our buddy Will parted ways very amicably. He, he kind of wanted to pursue some other things in his life. And, and, um, this guy, Josh, who, who Alex and I had jammed with, uh, like once or twice on occasion, uh, we knew he was a really good bassist. And so we like basically 
we're like, hey, learn this Incubus song. If you can learn this Incubus song, you can be in our band. Yeah. And he's like, learn the Incubus song. And we're like, oh, shit, that was really easy. <laughs> like, really good. <laughs> he's yeah. like, oh, I already know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was up in Canada. I was like, I need to hear something at least before. Right before, before just saying yes to this <laughs> guy. Well, because not only does the musician fit matter, but the personality fit matters too. Yeah. So you knew Josh already, right? I like knew of him. I'd seen him around campus, but I'd never, I mean, he, he actually lived... Two floors above Alex and I in the apartment building we were living in. Oh, okay. So I'd like seen him come in and out. And um, I think it, the, the way they ended up like interacting initially was Josh was like walking into the apartment and Alex was walking out. And he's like, hey, you're the drummer, right? And Alex <laughs> immediately was like, oh, shit. Like, he, I think I've been playing too loud. And like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, like we should jam sometime. <laughs> I got home from, I got home from class and, and, uh, Alex was like upstairs making music, and so I just like grabbed my amp and went upstairs, and we just, just jammed. Yeah, it was fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so you're in college. When do you first release music? Um, well, so before that happened, we were flying, um, or I, I flew over to to New York. They were driving over to New York every now and then to record antics. Oh yeah, sorry. I, so you I, recorded I, it in New York. Yeah, so I skipped a little. Bit. Was, <laughs> that was the part where I was like, fast forward. We did antics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. We um, yeah, that was that was a lot. We we uh. So after the summer after before high, college or anything, when we were still doing like, you know, riding the high, right, 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 being right. high school seniors yeah, and yeah. then we're, we're free. Um, we, we got contacted by this producer and he was like, Hey, I really like want to work with you guys. I saw some of your stuff on SoundCloud. And so in, SoundCloud demos, hey. SoundCloud demos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are they still out? Are they still out there? Uh, they might be. Actually, the guy who made the demos for us, he's been doing lights for us at our shows. Oh, lately. really? Yeah. <laughs> That's super. The guy in high school circle. did demos yeah. for us. Yeah, Kyle Rose. Shout, Shout out, Kyle. Um, but yeah, no, we went we went down to this uh, studio called Westfall down in Long Island, okay. and like we drove down all together once to check it out, and we're like, yeah, this is legit. Let's do this. Drove back up to you know to Vermont. And then went to school. <laughs> right. And then it was like the entire, I think we, we went back down all together for the first session, did like pre-production on all the songs, kind of figured out what we were doing, laid down drum tracks. Um, and then like every weekend after that, I, I basically like took the train from my dorm down Whoa. to South Station, took a bus from South Station to Penn Station, took and a bu- then, then to- took the L-I-double-R from Penn Station out to Farmingdale. Wow. Like camped out at the studio for the weekend and then did the same track back for like a month. Whoa. But, uh, but that's yeah. commitment right there. How long was that door to door? Um, uh, it was about seven hours. One oh, it's actually not as bad as I thought it was going to be from. Yeah. From like, it was, I think it was like, it was about a five hour drive down to via bus to, to New York. Right. And then from there out to, Long Island, it's like maybe 45 minutes and probably like 45 minutes on the team. Right, exactly. But it was like lugging around my guitar, yeah. my amp, and my like portfolio case with all the stuff I had from class. It was, well, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was hefty. Yeah. However. But those are some memories right there. It pales in comparison <laughs> to Julian flying from Canada down with his keyboard, getting a taxi Wait, didn't you get a taxi from the airport somewhere and then Will picked you up? Yeah, I, I got there really late. It was like <laughs> 3 a.m. or something. Oh, my God. Did you go to school in Canada? Yeah. Okay. But but it's still, I only had to do it for one weekend, so it wasn't too bad. You still have to fly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, that's, what, 
<laughs> I mean, flying is intensive, man. The, the most, the funniest part about it is we actually forgot to record the piano part for for our last track on their move you. And so I, I recorded it in my dorm room as a MIDI file. And then just sent it over. <laughs> Been there for sure. This has been Now You Know with Dionysia. Yeah. I, so I like don't really play keys. Like I can, but I'm not like trained at all. And the dude who was in my like college band who now has his own band going on, um, I like had this one song that I just wanted to like finish and we were trying to think of a piano part and I had like a really basic, simple piano part. And I was like, this is fine, but like it could be so much better. So I literally called the studio. I was like, can you, if I send you this song and he lives in New York, so and I'm in Boston. So I'm like, if I send you this song, can you just like play a MIDI piano part, just record it and just like send it back to me. Like that'd be so nice. And it was like three times as good as anything I could have done. Oh, hell yeah. So no stranger to the like, you know, remote, uh, MIDI slash audio file bouncing yeah. game. Does the job. That's Internet's sure. a crazy thing. Yeah. Kids. <laughs> yeah. So antics. Um you record that. So you said this is the summer before or no, sorry, it this is the first year of college for you. Yeah, yeah. Right. So this is like fall of uh of two thousand twelve. No, wow. Thirteen. Okay. And then when you released it, did you do any like promo or anything like that? Did you just put it out? Had you already been playing shows and things like that? Uh we we didn't really know how to do promo period. I miss you. We, we, most I, people don't. I think we uh we were still operating without a manager at the time. Um so we kind of just I don't know, we like once we had recorded it, our, our our producer Santo was like, You guys got a tour this this to promote it and that was the first time we were like, Oh yeah, tour, we'll do regional. He's like, You should do a national Wait, tour. Wait, we have to play shows? <laughs> Wait, you mean we can't just hang out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but like, and so when we recorded it, we, we were like, okay, well, we, we should do a tour in the summer, like, you know, and sort of like figured out if we we're going to do that, which you have to understand when we were in the studio and he's like first telling us this, it's like, you want us to do what? <laughs> we're, we're like 18, 19 yeah, years exactly. old. You want and us to like, plan I mean, and, and buy a van and drive around the, the United yeah. States. And like fast forward, you know, however many years it's been, we're like, yeah, we're going to fly and right. cart all of our shit around all over the United States. So it's Right. But when you're first hearing <laughs> that that prospect as like 18 and 19 year olds, you're like, what? How, how do I yeah, do that? We had no idea how to do yeah. it. We had, but, we had a lot of help. That's for sure. Yeah. But uh, we, yeah, I mean, it's like what, what Gary just said is like, we ha- wait, we have to buy a van and like tour. But we actually did. And I, you know... That experience, I think, was probably one of the reasons why we've all been so passionate to keep it going because, right. you know, those are the things where, you know, you, you look back on it and you're like, we actually did it. Right. And we're here now and, you know, people liked it and we've got a lot of fans from that tour. So so you, so you did the tour like shortly after releasing it? Yeah, we, we uh, well, so we released it in January of 2014. Okay. And then we spent the spring sort of coordinating like a route to go on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we did it all in August, I think, or actually uh, in July, I think July. we did the whole tour. Yeah. yeah. And were you just like hitting up people once you figured out your route? What was the route? So the route, I think we, we decided to go, we started in Boston or started in, where did we start? We started in Maine. We started in yeah. Maine, played up in Maine and then went down to uh, Boston. And then I think we went to New York and Philly, DC, yeah, we nice. pretty much went Old down the, the whole East yeah, Coast yeah, yeah. And, and over oh, well. to Texas, and then looped back around. But yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we tried was... to do like as much as we could in like that chain, right? Oh. And were you just like hitting up? You you still never manager at this point, you said, right? No, it was all. So you, were you just like hitting up like people and like, hey, I'm gonna be in 
DC, like, I'm just going to, like, just research, okay, here are some bars that take, like, independent artists and just hit them up and see if they respond. Yeah, there, there was actually um, some places we'd heard of. There's a really awesome resource we used called uh, Indie on the Go, I think. It, they're, like, a... They're, I think they're still pretty new when, when we found them. But okay. It's basically this, like, bunch of guys who used to play in big touring bands who realize from doing it how difficult it is to book shows independently so they have like all this collective you know knowledge in this database of sh- like venues and right bands that we um we, you can pay them like a, a little bit and they'll help you like like send out basically a blanket email to all these places oh that's so reaching nice. out and then um from there it's up to you to sort of like follow up follow up on those leads but that helped a lot and and th- it was definitely a pretty lengthy process like solidifying dates and figuring out you know like other bands and promotion and, yeah and really really good learning experience though well it's smart that you guys like you said you've been do playing the slow game and that's a perfect example and i mean honestly like it's one of those things where you're like all right we release music like we want to go on tour next month we'll just it's fine we'll hit up people it's like no give yourself like four months like way longer than you think you need at least and most yeah. a lot of venues book bands out like six to eight months in advance Oh yeah, yeah, and it's it was and it's like you don't realize that unless you're like hitting up a, a venue like two months out. I'm like, ah, right, plenty of time. Like, dude, we've had this filled for you're asking exactly. for like a Saturday. You're asking you're for done. a Saturday yeah, exactly. at this like two fifty cap venue, like two months out. <laughs> and it's funny because you wouldn't you wouldn't think that that was a ridiculous request, but then you you get in the industry and you start going touring. You're like, okay, that's a ridiculous request. Yeah, yeah. If it's like, if it has any notoriety, the place that you're playing at. We definitely had our fair share of idiot moments for like, uh, of course, but like, don't leave your gear out on the side of the road in DC <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning with no one man. Oh, uh, did you get, did you get something stolen? Surprisingly, only oh, no. a, like a guitar stand. <laughs> that's know. like the least valuable yeah. thing they could have taken. I mean, it was a Hercules <laughs> guitar stash. It's like 50 bucks, man, or more. <laughs> that's still annoying. Don't get me wrong. That's a, bu- that's a bummer. That, that, would, that would give me, that's a bad week right there. <laughs> Julian's again shaking his head. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not proud of me. Hey, it happens. But again, like you have these learning experience and I feel like things like that, it's like they suck in the moment, but now it's like you can laugh about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, like I said, it, it's a learning experience. Right. Know? That's cool. So you do the you do the tour to promote antics. From before the tour to afterwards, was there like a holy shit, look at all these people that are listening to us? Like, oh my like I guess how how did it change things for you? Well, we figured out how to play shows together. That definitely helps. And that helped. <laughs> um, and then we played a show, uh, we opened for the Congos in our hometown when we got back and oh. that that was Whoa. like this really incredible opportunity. It was our favorite venue at growing up. I had seen all my favorite like dubstep artists there yeah. and stuff when I was like, you know, a, a little baby 16 year old. And <laughs> Hey, I had my dubstep face. Don't worry. And, and, and we got a lot whoa, of fans whoa. out of that show. And I think that's kind of when we were done with that tour, we were like, you know, I think we could do this. I think, I think we're off to a good start. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think, I think, um, We've had that experience a couple times too since then, and every time you have that experience, it's like, whew, yeah, there's that affirmation, like affirming like what we're doing. Right. Know? The tour was fun. There were definitely a lot of shows that weren't like you know nobody knew us and nobody of cared. Course. Yeah. So we joke in DC. They were like, "There's this band that went on before this that that there are a lot of people there at this venue and it's yeah. awesome. We're like, this night's gonna be good night, guys. We're headlining, and the band that went on before us was just like." really heavy like strange like 
deathcore <laughs> yeah just and and it was a small bar too yeah and, oh, small. yeah and they like literally everyone but they two just people emptied left. the place just two like, uh, like oh, those two people came after i think too they'd oh yeah they this, emptied the whole room you people like they're just like on a date you know like there's this band from vermont playing up yeah there, and and they came up to us afterwards and talking to us but we, we joke around we're like you know, if there are, if it's like a show we're playing and we're not, you know, we haven't played there before and there's not a huge crowd, we're like, eh, it's better than DC. <laughs> <laughs> That's super funny. But I feel like everyone has that low moment oh, yeah, where it's yeah, like yeah. you literally are playing or like you're watching your crowd leave. You're like, stay, just stay 30 more minutes. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, I feel like it teaches you to, to play. You're not like playing for other people. Like you That's should first be playing for yourself. Right. Like you should be up there like enjoying yourself and enjoying like the energy of being in the moment. Regardless of whether or not the crowd's packed or not. Yeah. You know, that's what keeps it genuine, I think. For sure. Yeah. I had that, a similar moment in the first show that we, that my band played, like, I think in like March or April or so of this past year. Uh, is that, you guys heard of McGann's Pub? Yeah. <laughs> Have yeah. you played there? No. Where is McGann's? <laughs> you you don't need to play there. <laughs> uh, it's in, it's like right across from uh, TD Garden. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. in one of those little like side alleys. It's actually huge, and it's, like, not a bad performance space. I only have one experience there. We actually are playing there again in, like, a month. But um, it, like, so we were on at midnight, which not an ideal time. Midnight on a Friday. But I was like, it's a Friday. Like, you know, maybe people will be out and about. We get there at, like, 8. Then there were, like, four bands playing. So it was, like, 9 p.m., 10 p.m., 11 p.m., midnight. We get there at 8. And there's, like, you know, the other bands are milling around. We load our stuff in. We're like, all right, well, we're not playing for four hours, so we're going to leave and come back. So we left. Came back like an hour and a half later. So it was like 10 maybe or so. And there's like a good crowd there. There's like, you know, 40, 50 people or so. And I'm like, oh shit, like this is going to be great. And then the next band, so the band that played at 11 um, actually like was the biggest band there. Like had a had a following. Like, you know, I checked them out on Spotify. They had some streams and whatnot. Their show, like in all the bands before them were like, you know, no nobody had heard of them. Um, doesn't mean they were bad. They're actually pretty good. But <laughs> the band starts playing at 11, 11 a.m. They, like, you could tell they've been doing They were on tour. They were like, yeah, it's like our third show in three days. Like, they were really fucking good musicians. Like, you could tell they had their shtick down. Like, they knew exactly what they were doing. Everyone left during their set. Not, I think, because they were bad. I think it was just like, okay, well, it's like 11.30. Like, I'm good. I've heard enough music. Let's go to the other bars. Yeah, honestly, though, it was just like, like from the, they started playing, there were like 40 people there. When they left, it was just my friends who had came to see me. Like, that was it. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, but so, you okay. rocked out for your friends. But, oh, we man. rocked the fuck out for my friends. It was, it was great because I was just like talking into the mic. I was like, like hey, guys, <laughs> what's up? Like, who wants to come on stage with us? That's honestly like, like sometimes those moments where, where you can sort of break that. Or well, like, I'd say breaking that fourth wall, but like you know when you know when you're on stage and and or like even if you're in the audience and, and you feel so removed from the person you're yeah. watching, and sometimes like that's the desired effect to make it like this like crazy experience. It's like oh my god, these people are so cool. Yeah, but I definitely like I I you know I've tried to be like the suave front man sometimes. It's not my. Shit. It's not your. Shit. I'm like I'm like quirky and You've, weird you seem and like, like I, you play off the crowd kind of guy oh too. you have to and it's so and much like, more fun you know it's it's way more fun and like like being less serious like just i feel like if that's the vibe then everyone's sort of like a little more like yeah apt to kind of just hang out and enjoy themselves. for sure do you guys ever slash still get stage fright yeah a little i think a little bit it's weird like 
you can't you can't prevent your body from doing whatever it does. Hey, oh, that's yeah. a great spin right there. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, yeah, that, can't prevent it. If my body wants to make me throw up, that's that's on it. It's not my fault. It took a while it's, for me. It was in, until I got my uh, the, the equipment I'm using now. I was always pretty nervous, but yeah, um, you know, as we practice together more and really honed in on our sound and and got the things we needed to get to be comfortable up there, then it it started to go away for sure. Gotcha. I definitely think the weight of the show factors a lot into like the the stage fright or just anxiety prior to playing. Yeah. Like I'll admit like I don't I, I generally these days don't get any sort of stage fright or, or like bodily reaction to, to going to play. Yeah, yeah. But before we played the Sinclair set I was like <sighs> like this this is pretty cool. <laughs> well it, yeah it was like oh it was really cool and I was like oh shit like I'm also playing at the Sinclair. Yeah. Like, that's sort of one of those those moments that, that like kinda like like it gets to you a little yeah. bit in a good way, but yeah. But then, then, then when you start playing and you see all your friends there, it's totally like, just right, melts yeah. away, you know. So that's it's dope. It's fleeting, but yeah. So sometimes, so sometimes that makes sense. I think that's good to hear. Also, yeah. Um, We're only human. Only human. <laughs> uh, so we should wrap it up pretty soon. Uh, I don't want to take too much of your guys' time. Also, I'm sweating a lot right now. Um, so oh, you can tell. Here <laughs> you can tell. Oh, dude, I do <laughs> not. Too. I do not hide it well. Also, I, I, I know we're intimidating, man. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna be. A, you're talking about the Sinclair. I had my Sinclair moment when I was standing out on those steps and be like, "Oh my god, they're here!" <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> like I better be on my A game. Um, plug yourselves. What do you get? So, you, what do you guys got coming up next? You just finished a tour. You're still in the middle of the tour. We're sort of like in a in a bit of a lull right now. Intentional, lull. intentionally recoup. You know. Eat some good meals. Yeah. Hit the sleep. Gym. Yeah. <laughs> sleep. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we'll be right back at it. I think uh, basically beginning of October, we're, we're kind of. Yeah, we're going to we're going to play um, Concord, New Hampshire. OK, cool. And we're going to head over to Chicago and L.A. Oh, yeah, that's on, so, so cool. You're doing those in weekends, or you can take a little time Chicago off Chicago and L.A. in the same weekend, yeah. You're yeah. doing Chicago, L.A. So what are you doing, like flying out Friday? Are you playing Friday, Saturday night? We're flying out. Are we flying out Wednesday or Thursday? Okay, that like yeah, we're, we're taking a couple of days for it. Yeah, there's no way you could. <laughs> we got yeah, we got Thursday and Friday night, I think. So, um, it's a little harder because we never played uh, Chicago to get a, like a Saturday. So right, that's cool though. Chicago and LA, that's gonna be yeah, sick. it's gonna be fun. That's gonna be so we fun. Get, we get like a day to screw around in LA, which is kind of oh, nice. that's awesome. <laughs> Have you guys been before? Yeah, we played we played a couple years ago. Oh, you did at the um, the Sunset Marquee in in West Hollywood, actually. Oh, my sister lives in West Hollywood. Yeah, I think it's West Hollywood. I don't know somewhere. It's like on Hollywood Boulevard. It's like definitely could be West Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. It, I just like the to say Greater Hollywood, Hollywood you know? area. Yeah. Well, Hollywood. You've been to Hollywood, Hollywood, right? Hollywood, Hollywood. Yeah. Hollywood sucks. We, 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 Hollywood's like the shittiest part of LA. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we were like we get to stay in like the the. It was the, yeah, it was called the Sunset Marquee. It was like this super bougie, like rock star hotel. Oh wow! They put us up because we were playing there, and it was a weekend of just like pretending we were rock stars, right? And then hey, taking a red eye back on Sunday and going straight to work. Live the life <laughs> you envision yourself. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, to you got to live through intention, you know. But that's really cool. The ultimate. You're like Mr. Incredible. With you have you know you have your day job at the desk, and then you put on the cape and you fucking play rock and roll. It's a good yeah. way to look at it. Yeah. I like it. Um, okay, cool. And I guess final question is, what advice do you have for other bands kind of, you know, maybe like in similar stages or like, you know, stages that you guys were in a few years ago where you have this really great thing going, but like you're just wondering how you can really take the 
big step and like break through a little bit. You know, uh, we asked the same question to Congo, I'm sure. Congo is actually yeah. a couple years or several years ago now because we were like, man, you guys are so successful right now. Like, how did you get like what that was you, after what, um those what, uh, I'm only joking. And then what was the other big song? Um, come with me. Come with me. Yeah. Which were like, like uh, it was a dream opening for them. Yeah. And then, you know, where I was like, like, how'd you do it? Like, how did, how did you get to where you are? And they're just like, you just gotta keep playing. They, they said it was their seventh tour and it was their first profitable tour. Wow. And so that was pretty eye opening to us. Cause we're like, we have to do this seven times again. <laughs> <laughs> but the goal is that you should want to do it seven yeah. times, right? Yeah. You should want to get to that. And it seems like you guys are doing yeah. a good job of keeping it fun. If yeah. There, if there's any advice I have, it's it's to always maintain a good perspective on what you're trying to do and also who you are. Yeah. Because if you're trying to, to, to be someone that you're not, then people just aren't going to connect with that. And, you know, it's taken us a while as well to figure out, you know, what what kind of music we're all trying to make and what's best for all of us and all of our interests but um in addition to like really being persistent you know you gotta you gotta really understand what sound you're trying to make and where you're where you're gonna fit into the whole machine that is right music that's really good advice yeah cool well thanks a lot for coming on guys i really appreciate it dionysia go check them out dionysia official on instagram regular dionysia on spotify what's the website DianeasiaBand.com. DianeasiaBand.com. And just so y'all know, it's D-I-O-N-Y-S-I-A. Yes. Just to clear up any confusion down the road. If you made it this long. Has that been? this long. Has that been? Just get the spelling. Have you guys had people like search and be like, I literally cannot fucking find you guys. Oh, we've gotten like Deoncia, Dionysia, Dialysis. Dialysis is pretty good. I can't tell if that was a joke. I think it was a joke. Maybe. But but I wouldn't people put, are pretty. I wouldn't put it. We find that people people like people get it right the first time. They're like, yeah, I thought it was Dionysia, but then I was like, no, the Y is throwing me off. Like Dude. it's Deoncia. <laughs> I feel like when you have something spelled where you're like the, every single possible pronunciation of that word will be said by someone. Oh, 100%. like one of my one of my best friends' last name is Pangakis, so it's P A N G A K I S. Like Greek, like I understand, like people like reading, they're like, oh, that's foreign. So maybe like Pinyaki or something like that. I have heard just from like growing up with him, maybe 50 different pronunciations of oh. that. Like things that I was like, how did you even come up with that? You know what I mean? <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Dionysia, go check them out. They're great. Just kidding. Dionysia. So. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we would accept it. That's within the margin of error. Within the margin of error. Thanks, guys.